Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now hey this is liz this is heather this week's episode we are wishing a very happy 99th birthday to our favorite golden girl betty white all right, hit that music. Have you ever felt like you were the cause of a website going down? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I did that. I was shopping one day on Marshalls.com, which is now has online stuff because it's now online. I was like, well, I'm going to check out all the stuff because I can't walk into the store without, you know, getting COVID. So right. I'm on there surfing around, looking at shoes, doing all my fun stuff. And then it just dies. Mm. Um, so I go to like one of those is it down dot coms and they're like, yes, it's completely down. It's completely. <laughs> and it's your fault. And I was like, Heather. I was just on it. I did this. <laughs> the power. I have so much power. <laughs> yeah. So I had a similar thing happen. I don't know if you've seen these on Facebook or whatever, these commercials for this Dr. Squatch soap. They're always talking about like cleaning your balls and your man meat and shit. I often need my man meat cleaned yeah, the commercials are fucking hilarious uh and i was like you know what this is a small company I, I would like to support this and i was thinking about getting paul some stuff for christmas and i just <laughs> just decided go ahead and order it let's order some for and then i went you know what i have been looking at these custom shampoo companies uh -huh. for a while now but i'm really cheap and i don't buy things for myself and I never splurge. So I was like, you know what? I am going to treat myself a little bit, but like to the small bottle because I'm still a cheap bastard. So I go through the steps and I've like chosen the fragrance and, you know, what are my hair goals? I just like, I didn't know I had hair goals before today, but apparently I do. And, you know, I get through all the steps and it gets to the payment page. And it's like Express Pay with Apple Pay. And I'm like, hell yeah. Then I don't have to get up and get my credit card. Woot. So I hit that button. And then I was like, holy shit, there was no place for me to put my discount code in. So I haven't hit the submit button, even though it has already taken the money out of my bank. Thanks, Apple Pay. And then I go back because I was like, did I just miss where the thing is? And it's like, your cart is now empty. Are you want to start a new order? And I'm like, son of a bitch. And then I never got like a confirmation email or anything. So I sent a like a message to them just said, hey, I don't know if my order went through or not, but you took my $51. So I would really, really like my order. And then it all got t like stuck in my spam filter. Of course. Which was like Thursday. And I was like, that was on Sunday. I have not heard anything back. I'm going to burn these motherfuckers to the ground. And then I was like, maybe maybe I should check my spam filter. <laughs> that was like Tuesday. They were like, 
we got your order. We're processing it. It's already been shipped. Here's the thing. And I was like, they made me custom, quote, shampoo with my name on the label in two days, and I had it by Thursday. Wow. I was like, holy shit. And by the way, it's amazing. Mm, so yeah, good. good on you, Function of Beauty. I am not getting paid to support them. No, but exactly like the to. opposite, actually. Yeah, exactly. I paid them a lot of money for shampoo and conditioner, but it smells fucking amazing. And my name's on the bottle. That's so cool. I'm a fan. And it still smells a little peachy. You can still smell so, it, huh? That's nice. A little bit. Not, not a lot. And it may just be my imagination. I'm not sure. Because... It's 2021, and this has been the longest 17 days, three years of my life. Yeah, yeah. So long. Oh, I, I just, you know, it's it's now like 380 days of 2020 is what I, I just, I just, like, we have had so much stuff happen. You guys may have noticed that we, I assume we're recording. So Yeah, yeah, I, we're recording. <laughs> um, I, I just, this, you, you might have noticed that our holiday movies that made us uh, episode came out like, second week of january it's fine uh <laughs> because shit has been just going crazy like i ended up being really sick the last week of 2020 ended up in the emergency room and then uh paul landed in the hospital for like three days we do not have covid we are totally fine and not contagious and then um i, I think i have shingles mm. so like <laughs> just oh that was hard I'm ready to just move ahead to 2022 i'm already just I'm done. Oh, yeah. I have to go find a doctor. Oh, geez. I know. I'm st- I just don't want to go to the doctor. I've been doing everything I can to avoid it. Um, yeah. But I need to go. I had to go to the dentist. Got to the dentist. That was fine. So I'm sitting here during the height of COVID with my mouth open. Right. <laughs> uh, just, just, <laughs> just whatever's here. You're like, don't say a word. And dear God, I hope these masks work. Whatever's out there. <laughs> it's just getting up right in. There's nothing you can do. But, um, so, so then I wait like a couple weeks after I go to the dentist because like, make sure I don't have COVID before I go do right. anything else. That's, so that's funny. all I've been doing, you know, like every, that's the worst. Cause your mouth is like all soft tissue oh, and, I know. and, and membrane, they're, and they're so. like cleaning and like making holes bigger. You know what I mean? They're like, right. exactly. they're like making it worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, I had a I, nice layer of plaque protecting that area and now you just <laughs> took it away. Thank you. I know. You're like my teeth are beautiful under this tartar. It's fine. Like, yep. oh well. Just <laughs> I have COVID brain. I've, I haven't had it, luckily. Um, but mm. like everybody I know at this point has had it, and so except for you, I guess we haven't had it either. We've yeah. been. Yeah. I. You know what though? I almost feel like I might have had it back in March, like when all right mm-hmm. before all of this started, because I had the flu for like four months last year. Felt like yeah, so you did bad, and it didn't show up on the flu test. You know, they're yeah, maybe they didn't have testing at that point for another two months, and at that point, it's not going to show you anything. So yeah, I had my first COVID test on. January 1st in the emergency room. And I will tell you, my emergency room doctor was a cowboy Tamara Morrison, and it was delightful. So, yeah, yes. that was fun. <laughs> I, I like that uh, you said that they mentioned Titty. Yes. Oh, my God. That wasn't him. It was the guy who came in to do my uh, – it came in to do my IV. I'm a very hard stick, especially if I've been sick and dehydrated and whatever. So they bring the ultrasound tech guy in so that he can just cut to the chase. And we're talking about like places you don't want to get an IV, right? Like in your wrist is really uncomfortable. 
uh, in your hand. You know, there's a lot of places that are just really not comfortable. He's like, oh, it's better than whipping out a titty. And I was like, excuse me? Is that even an option? And did you just say titty? Like, I was highly entertained by this whole thing. So Good. Good. It was the best trip I've had to emergency room in a really long time. So, but anyway. All right. Today is a joyful day, though. I am so excited that we actually get to record today. It won't go out for a couple more days, but I'm so excited because today, my friend, is the illustrious Betty White's 99th birthday. She has been around like our entire lives and yeah, and she's still and here. A lot more. Yeah. So people stay the fuck away from her for a while, if you could. I know. I hope somebody's got Betty in the bubble. <sighs> we already lost. We already lost Ruth, and we don't want you know. And I was really hoping for the Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Betty White living in a bunker with David Attenborough narrating what they're doing all day, mm-hmm. and that we could just watch it like the Truman Show. I would have watched that for for months and years on end. Just. Straight Betty and Ruth. That would have been amazing. But we lost Ruth. And Betty is still here and with us and is is currently and probably will be for a very long time, has the longest running career in television history. Yes, I was not aware that she was so young when she first started in television. She's always had like, even when she was... Uh, probably early 20s. Yeah, I think she was 18. Like right after her high school graduation, she went and won or did some kind of like open mic on a radio show. And that led to getting her first television gig. Yeah. And she's always looked middle-aged or older. Right. (laughs) I think we just, we also just have a really warped sense of what people look like at different ages. That's a good point. Because like the hairstyles that were big, that she used, she still has. It's like that 40s, mm-hmm. pretty pin curl cute, rolls. Cute. Like everybody had that. And it just, it's an old fashioned look. So anybody wearing that looks to be about 47. Yeah, yeah. So. My my Aunt Nadine always had her hair perfect like that. Her whole life. My grandma did. So, I mean, classic. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, that shit, by the way, takes a long time to do as well. Right. Well, that was like my, my grandma went to the beauty shop. That's what she said. I'm going to the beauty shop every every week. Like once a week she would go and they would shampoo her hair and set it and forget it. She was Ron Popeil right there. They just did her hair and it stayed that way for a week until she went back and got it done again. And I was like, that we should bring that back. That's- yeah. I wonder if I could do that because I don't think my hair would stay for a week. But I, you have to train it for that, though. Like you have to train your hair to go long periods yeah. without being washed before it looks sort of normal. Yeah. Anyway, back to Betty. Back to Betty. So well, we talked about her hair because that's what's mm-hmm. important. That is the <laughs> culmination of her career <laughs> is her hair. But it, that is a, it's like, it's like Dolly Parton. It is something that has, has been pretty consistent and you can count on it. Well, yes, but uh, Dolly Parton's attributes are a little different. That we talk yeah. about. <laughs> well, we talk about her. We used to talk about her hair because she did, you know, she does wigs. Yes. So, so um, I just randomly, I'm just going to throw in a Betty White quote during the podcast and we could talk about it a little bit. And this one is one that I, I really enjoyed. I thought it was very nice. So she said to the Guinness World Records, this was back in 2014 when she got the record longest ever TV career for a female. And she said, I have no regrets at all. None. I consider myself to be the luckiest old broad on two feet. So mm-hmm. there there may be um, luckier on four, but <laughs> I don't know. 
there's an awesome documentary on Netflix that's called Betty White, First Lady of Television. And there's a quote that in there, I guess when she was leaving doing the proposal Mm -hmm. with Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock, her last day on set, she turned around and told everybody, this is the greatest time of my life while standing up, (laughs) (laughs) which was just delightful. Yes. I, I mean, I just love her. So speaking of that, though, like she kind of faded. Uh, so I'd say height of when I knew her was Golden Girls. Obviously. Um, yeah. And because those that was around when I was younger and my yeah. and my stepmom loved to watch it. And so we just watch it together. But then she kind of faded into obscurity for a little while. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden she showed up on the proposal and. I remember why I loved her so much. And I think she brought a bunch of people in that were younger than us that did not really see her in the Golden Girls. Yeah, I think so. And and that's that's the thing is she has had this kind of rise to a pop icon, you know, pop culture icon. And and again, you know, people our age, we do. We remember the Golden Girls. We watched it. It was like, it's funny because what you watch it now and you're like, this is such like middle age lady drama. Why was I so into this at, you know, age 10? I don't know, but I was and I loved it and I still do. And I made Madison watch it and she loves it. She's 13. And, and even like Olivia is five and she goes, I want to watch the, the four Nana show. And I'm like, the what? She's like, you know, the show with the four, the four Nanas on it. It's like. Oh, Golden yeah. Girls? Yeah, that one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But yeah, she, I mean, she started so young. She has lived such a full life. And I mean, she she was one of, if not the first female Hollywood producer. Yeah, I saw that. She was producing Life with Elizabeth mm-hmm. back in the early 50s. And she had a female director too. Yeah. So it's it's really cool. And so she got like... I guess where people probably started to really know and see her was on the Mary Tyler Moore show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she played this kind of, uh, uh, she, she played this, this character named Sue Ann, Sue Ann Nevins, I think was her name. And she was the happy homemaker. So she had a television show where she, you know, would cook and do all this stuff. So she's like the first Paula Dean kind of thing, but you know, less racist. <laughs> and, uh, but her character was also, probably what they would have considered kind of slutty or risque at that time, like a very Blanche Devereaux kind of character because she would, she would just flirt with men. Like she was always coming on to men on the show and whatever else. And so I'm sure like here in the sixties and seventies or whatever, that was just not like a thing, you know, coming off of these, the Betty White show and life with Elizabeth, you know, all of these things where she's doing variety stuff and kind of proper lady stuff. And then I think the first place I ever saw her was on Mama's Family, Mm -hmm. where she actually played with uh, Rue McClanahan. And they had those, you know, if you think about their characters in the Golden Girls, where Blanche was a slutty one and Rose was the dumb one, flip them, and that's their characters in Mama's Family. Yeah. And and she's just such a fun person. And I think it's it's funny now because I, I will tell people all day long, my retirement goal is totally a Golden Girls compound with my girlfriends. And, you know, I, I would love to be Betty White when I grow up, that kind of thing. But I think watching the show in the 80s, as we did, because we're old, 
<laughs> I, I think Rose was the character you didn't want to be. But we love her anyway. Yeah, I mean, I think that Blanche had this allure to her that I I liked, you know, mm-hmm. but um, I'm not like that. I'm not put together all the time. Is that the word? <laughs> uh, no. So, but I I mean, everybody, and then Estelle Getty, everybody loves her character. I love her character, but you don't also want to be the oldest of your group of old friends. <laughs> Right. <laughs> but we kind of are in the podcasting mm-hmm. world. We're the oldest. We, we are. We yeah. are the still giddies. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I, I always joke around and call us the grandmas of pad- podcasting. Grandmas of podcasting. Uh, but we were on an episode of Pod Clubhouse with Caroline and Mike a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mike corrected us and said, we are not the grandmas of podcasting. We are the podcasting's hot aunts. And I was like, you know what? I'll take it. I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. That works. All day long. I'll take that. So, so I think that, you know, her character on the show is so just naive. She That's that's just her thing. She's farm fresh. She has no clue. And uh, I think there's even a, a saying on one of the episodes. It was like, don't you have enough sense to come in out of the rain? And she's like, I got to go call St. Olaf. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> everybody just go outside and stand in the rain or whatever. And it's just such a fun show. Yeah. And I think I've been Dorothy since the day I was born. Yeah. I Yeah. I love Dorothy. A lot of snark. Mm-hmm. And she does not put up with shit. So, mm-hmm. in fact, Dorothy, when um, Blanche had said something like, I come from a passionate family. I, You know, we're all passionate. And Rose <laughs> is like, what does that mean? Dorothy's like, her mother was a whore, too, or something. <laughs> You know, that show is so funny because it has become uh, like a a feminist power kind of show. You know, we watch it. We're like, these are four strong, independent women and they don't need no man. And fuck you, Stan and whatever else. And it's also become a real like a gay icon. A lot of people in the gay community really love the Golden Girls and they, you know, all of this stuff. But if you go back and really watch a lot of the episodes, as we've talked about doing and I do constantly – uh, some of the shows really don't hold up that well mm-hmm. by our standards of racism, sexism, classism. Uh, you know, there's a lot of Blanche's brother is gay and she has a huge problem with it. And I don't know. Yeah. So. But I I think that uh, they brought some issues to the forefront and usually walked through them at the time in which they were needed to be walked through for people that had difficulty. Well, they were also issues that just weren't being discussed anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about that with a lot of shows that we used to watch as kids, like Punky Brewster and whatever, where they were, yeah, they were fun little little shows for girls to watch or whatever. But there were times when they would have a very after-school special kind of feeling. And they, you know, here's our very special discussion about why you don't put Cherry Johnson in the refrigerator. And, you know, what happens when you – Yep walk away with strangers or, you know, things like that. And I think Golden Girls did that where they took issues like menopause and sex over 50 and, and things like that. that just were not ever discussed. And they put, they brought them out in the open and paraded it around and put a little hat on it and had a show. Mm, So So another one of these quotes of Betty White's that I love, she says, my answer to any question under the sun, like what have you not done in the business that you've always wanted to do? Is Robert Redford. <laughs> yes. 
That's a good answer. It is a good answer. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I think I think what happened was they started putting Betty White in the 90s into these movies. So we saw her in Lake Placid. If you want to listen to our episode on that with Stephen Izzy that from was Everything awesome. I Learned from Movies. Yeah, she was the best character in that movie by far. She's She is the the only character with a personality mm-hmm. in that movie. Like <laughs> her and Oliver Plath. Yeah, Oliver Plath. That was what I was thinking. I was like, well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those are the only two. Everybody else is just a cardboard cutout. Yeah. Pretty much. But she is so funny and she is such the anti-Rose in that film. She is loud. She is crass. She calls him a cocksucker. Like all of these things are just, they're so unexpected at the time. Like now she's gotten into a lot more of these things where she she does these more shocking things and it's adorable because look, grandma's being hilarious and shocking. But at the time when it came out, you're like, oh, oh my God, Betty White's cussing, and it's the greatest thing I've ever heard of my life. And it's so fun. Yeah. And that that just, I think, got her more movies. She got the proposal, which if you haven't seen that movie, go watch it. It's not the greatest movie. It's not. However, it, but her she, scenes in it are fan-flippin-tastic. Yeah. The movie's terrible. I know Ryan Reynolds is in it and Sandra Bullock's in it. The premise of yeah. it is absolutely terrible. It's that same thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, somebody's a bitch because you got to get through to the soft, warm center. Now, it's stupid. And she basically sexually harasses, um, it does a quid pro quo with Ryan Reynolds, which is yep. illegal. And... Um, she made a hostile working environment, too. Exa- sure. Exactly. So there's all these thinks is she's a terrible person and then you're supposed to love her at the end the only thing that makes you love her is that betty white is in there and talks to her yeah in my opinion also, the rest uh, of the i mean i'm not kidding sandra bullock's character is awful she's she's the worst like the whole premise is she's uh she's gonna get deported back to canada uh if she doesn't and and so she's gonna marry her assistant who she also i believe fires at the beginning of the movie like right before she finds out she has to get a green card yeah. And so they they go on this quest to prove to his family that they're a real couple. Yes. And they're terrible to each other the whole time. Yes. It's I know. It's terrible. So, you know, at the end of the day, they probably deserved each other because they were both um, awful people. Yeah, they were bad. But But Betty White plays Ryan Reynolds' grandmother in this show. And she's so funny because she's like on top of them, like trying to get them to make a baby mm. every minute of every day. But my favorite part of this whole movie is when Sandra's off wandering through the forest, talking to herself as crazy people do. And she comes upon Betty White's character wearing like a Native American headdress and dancing and chanting around a bonfire. Yeah. And she's like, what are you doing, Grandma? And she's like, dance with me. It gets all the spirits out and wiggle it out, uh, like all this stuff. And so she starts doing it. And she starts singing, what is it, get low? <laughs> to the windows, yeah. to the walls. This sweat runs down my balls. <laughs> all these females call. And she is getting Betty White to chant this with her. And it is like, oh, my God, I'm dying. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah, the, I, I think that her... In fact, and I've said that already in this thing, is that this kind of brought her back to uh, Mm -hmm. coming up now that, you know, there is some cultural appropriation with that. Um, But, but, you know, it's Hollywood. So apparently it's allowed. 
that's and it was a, it was a different time. Heather. It was two thousand nine. Different time. It was a slightly different time. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, I think her her manager in this documentary says that he feels like the real turning point for her kind of moving into this this realm was when she did the roast of William Shatner. Mm. She was They awesome. had her, oh, it was so good. They had her just saying the most crazy things and it was delightful. And she makes this little quip in the documentary and they're like, she goes, I know everybody's thinking, oh, poor Betty White doesn't even know what she's saying. And she's like, yes, she does. <laughs> the best i know oh that's so funny she's she's hilarious and she was hilarious in that um william shatner was dying too in during that yeah. roast yeah it was i i of course i can't remember any particular jokes but i mean i was hurting it was uh laughing oh so yeah hard. she she tells him she's like it's good to see you you know they make one percent milk now <laughs> <laughs> oh you were supposed to explore the universe not fill it <laughs> I don't know. It was funny. And there's a lot of them. There's, there's, I think there's a couple dick jokes in there. It's just, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen it in a long time, but it's delightful. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. I just love how she has gotten kind of a second wind. She's never left, you know, like, I don't think she ever had a time where she wasn't on TV yeah. or doing her thing. We just didn't yeah, she just notice might. or pay attention to it because she kind of fell out of the, the mainframe. But she's had this this resurgence. Yeah. And it's so great. And I love that she got to participate in Hot in Cleveland. I don't know if you ever saw oh, the show. Oh, I did. On TV I watched Land. it uh, quite a bit while I had, you know, cable. And then when I stopped having yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's funny. This is funny because it's very much the Golden Girls all over again, but in Cleveland. And the women look a lot younger, but they are not. They're I'm the pretty same sure age, they're yeah. very close to the same age that Rue McClanahan and everybody was in the other show. They were just already settled into this retirement grandma life because in the 80s, you could probably still retire at 65. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't do that now. Um, and none of them were retired. They all worked. They weren't, you know, they hadn't reached that age yet. But so she gets, but now she's moved from the Rose character now she's the Sophia of this new show. Yeah. And it is so cute. And she's so opinionated. That's that's what I loved about it. Yeah. Yeah. And she's so funny because she she had a really and it was like again, it was like the Sophia. She had a really antagonistic relationship with at, at least one of the characters on the show, all of them at some point. And she just gave no fucks. Mm -hmm. And it was delightful. Yes. So funny. Oh, yeah. I, I I did. I enjoyed that show. It was very light. I wonder if it's I can find it streaming anywhere. Yeah. So uh, Hot in Cleveland, It I think it's available on CBS All Access. So if you have that subscription, you can find it there. I think you can still find a lot of the shows on YouTube and whatever. But that's a really good place. If you're looking for the Golden Girls streaming, you can find that one on Hulu. Yes. I, I, All of it. I, it's amazing. I'm finding during this tense time in our world and life here. I, I can't watch a lot of dramas anymore. Yeah, I can't. Either. And so I will turn on uh, sitcoms, either ones that I've seen before, or um, some that I haven't seen before. Like I, 
watch some cheesy ones that I missed, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, just because I don't want to be, I don't want to deal with the real world right now. So that's perfect. Yeah. Golden Girls is perfect. But, you know, I just something that has just absurd storylines like, oh, you could have resolved this by sending a, a text, but okay, let's, right. let's go with this, <laughs> uh, this huge, uh, uh, absurd physical comedy bit, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, and the fun thing about the Golden Girls, um, they didn't give a fuck about continuity on that show. And because if you think about it, in 1985, when this show came out, we didn't have DVRs and TiVos in any way other than putting an actual cassette tape in a VCR to record the shows. They didn't, you know, it took them years to go into syndication. So if you miss the episode, you missed it. And you weren't watching them like we watch them now, where they're streaming back to back, or even back in the 90s, they would have them on, I don't know, TBS or something playing in the mornings. And they would run four or five of them in a row. But they didn't care. Like you didn't think about it. So Blanche has three different middle names on the show. Uh, Her brother, like her, uh, was it her sisters, they change them out all the time. Dorothy's sister has like three different people playing her. Uh, You know, so they just, the continuity of the story wasn't as important as whatever seemed best for that particular episode at the time. Yeah. And I remember, you know, back then, uh, and I don't know if it still happens because I don't watch TV on the rig, like, like not network TV because I, I don't pay for it. And um, is that, so, yeah, sometimes you'd catch it on a Saturday. Sometimes you'd catch it. In a, but then, like, during the summer, they're just doing the reruns of it. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that's you, just, you watch the reruns. Somehow, you watch three episodes a year. They're always the same episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that works, but it just does. <laughs> um, but uh, so, you know, the lack of continuity was fine because you'd sit down and watch. Oh, is it Saturday night? Okay, we're going to and we're available. Let's watch mm-hmm. a Golden Girls episode. And you may be watching one that was recorded a year earlier because it's just in reruns right now. Yeah. I, and you didn't care. Yeah. Because that's the thing. I've seen the entirety of the Golden Girls many, many times in order because I'm a freak like that. And it like like you said, it is one of those shows that you can just sit down and watch and fully engage and enjoy it or have it as background. And it's not going to increase your anxiety. It's not something you have to worry about. Oh, my God, what's going to happen mm-hmm. next? I, I can't take the drama. I just really yeah. – there's so much uncertainty right now. I just don't need it in my entertainment, you know? I, I'd say that the first television uh, sitcom – that I watched that kind of you had to have some continuity with was it started about halfway through Frasier. Mm-hmm. Um, so it used to be kind of evergreen episodes. You could watch them at any given time, but then about halfway through Frasier, it was, it started to develop storylines that crossed on yeah, like arcs. Yeah. And, um, and then, and then everybody kind of started to do it. I, I don't know if, and I think that yeah, it, Cheers never seemed to have that. I mean, yeah, yeah they had certain mm-hmm. things that kind of ran through, but but yeah, you're. I mean, you could just watch any episode independent of yeah what came before it. Yeah, and I think that you know it may be the DVR or what not a DVR. It would be the VCR where you actually had a uh, you could control when it recorded. Yeah, uh, probably helped with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if it's necessary. I don't think we'll ever go back to it though because people binge now. 
but yeah, I don't mind the I evergreen mean, episodes. I, I, um, no, I don't, either. I, I like to see, you know, uh, something like Big Bang Theory kind of is evergreen. I mean, it does have arcs, but you could just sit down and watch one episode and mm-hmm. not be like, what's going on? I, I feel like that with the Gilmore girls too, even though they're trash. Oh, they're terrible. Um, uh, I keep yeah, you, I think you can just sit down and watch some of these. I mean, not not some of the more obnoxious uh, Lorelai and Rory moments, but you can always go back and like, hey, the town's putting on a play. Good. There'll be a lot of characters that aren't Lorelai and Rory. Yeah. So. My, uh, <laughs> right before uh, COVID, I sent you a picture because I went to the town square. Yes. It didn't look anything amazing. like that because it wasn't decorated for it. Of but, course. But they, they were showing, like, you could see in the trees where they actually had clipped uh, fall leaves to it <laughs> because mm-hmm. they're yeah. like, well, we don't <laughs> actually have a fall here, so we just make it look that right. way. <laughs> the clever use of clothespins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Anywho. It's funny. But, okay, so let's get another uh, Betty White quote. Yes. Okay best thing about being in your 90s is you're spoiled rotten. Everyone spoils you like mad and they treat you with such respect because you're old. Little do they know you haven't changed. You haven't changed in the brain. You're just 90 every place else. Now that I'm 91, as opposed to being 90, I'm much wiser and I'm much more aware and I'm much sexier. And how? Yes. She's uh, she's pretty iconic. I, I do love me some Betty White. So I hope I age as gracefully and with as much money. Yes. That would be because you know that like delightful. that kind of lull that we had without her in the nineties, mm-hmm. early uh, aughts. Mm-hmm. She was banking on syndication. She, oh yeah, I watched more Golden Girls in syndication than I ever did actual timing because it came out on Saturday nights when I was at you know young. I did things. Yeah. We went out. I don't know. I didn't go out. I'm eight. I'm, I'm out partying. I'm at the <laughs> disco. <laughs> yeah, but but that was the thing. Again, if you if you missed the episode that week, you just didn't see it until the summer or three years later or whenever it was. That, oh, there's an episode I haven't seen. Well, there are no episodes that I haven't seen. And thanks to Hulu picking them up, yeah. I don't have to spend $200 on the Golden Girls box set like I did when I bought them for my mother-in-law a few years before it came out on Hulu. Yeah. So, you know what the uh, worst uh, continuity issues I had with was freaking mm-hmm. Batman, the animated series. And it's still, oh, it's yeah. now it's on CBS. Or no, no, I'm sorry. Max, HBO Max. Um, yep. Again. And I think they put the continuity in when it aired. When it suits their well, needs. Well, I don't know. So, like, <laughs> there was always, like, two. One, you could, the, there was a, two DVDs you could buy. If you bought one from, like, Fox or bought one from this, one of them kept them in release order. And then the yep. other one kept them in, um, like, continuity. And I, it, whatever it is, HBO Max is different than DC Universe. And I'm going, yeah. why is the Cat in the Claw part one, the first episode, and then part two was, like, ten episodes later? Right. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's honestly a problem I have with several of the streaming services is sometimes they're just not in the right order. Yeah. Okay, so we got Discovery Plus recently when it came out Mm -hmm. because I realized every show, every channel that I ever had an interest in on cable was on Discovery Plus. And I was like, hey, that's awesome. Uh, I can go and watch HGTV and Food Network and whatever else. And uh, I found the Vanilla Ice Project on there Yep, because they had it on the HGTV app back when we used to have cable and had that app. 
but they only had the first two seasons. I was like, I know there were more seasons of that. Yeah, there are nine seasons of the Vanilla Ice Project. And oh my God, they are amazingly awesome and terrible. They're fantastic. So I just watched all nine of them. And then I went to go watch Vanilla Ice Goes Amish, as you do. And they didn't even have the first episode on there. I was like, but that explains why he's in Amish country. You think that's the one to leave out? Like, they'll probably have it as episode six or something. Yeah, no, it's not there. Yeah. They have ep- episodes two through five, pretty he much. He probably said something that is not appropriate anymore. Probably. Yeah. A lot of some things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of that. Dude's crazy. Dude's but, crazy. Anywho. Yeah. So we love Betty White. And we hope oh, that she so lives to be. Uh, so the oldest person, like right now, I think is one twenty. So yeah, um, she, if she can hang on for another twenty one years, that would be. I'd appreciate delightful. it. Thank you very much, Betty. So, mm-hmm. um, she's adorbs, and yep. uh, she, I don't know. I think that she's she's way ahead of her time, and luckily she didn't face. I don't know. She she says she didn't seem to face a lot of discrimination, and but. I, I bet she did. I bet there were some opportunities that were not available to her that she may not have known about. But maybe not. Maybe she was. She broke through all of these uh, glass ceilings. Well, she seemed to have just made her own opportunities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, for the first 400 years of her career here, it was all shows that she was doing live television in the, you know, the 40s or whatever. Like they said, five days a week, five and a half hours Every single day, live. Commercials, all of it was was them just on the air straight. And that's that's hard. Like, that's mm-hmm. we don't even do this show live. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. but, but she made her opportunities. Like, she got on the Al Jarvis show, and then she produced Life with Elizabeth, and then the Betty White show. And so I think there's something to be said for being someone like that who can push through and and just make things happen. But she's like, I I did this and I'm I've been around way longer than any of you jokes. And so it's like, oh well of course we want her on our show because she's a name and people know her and she's cute and she's kind of unassuming. And you almost feel like she kind of flew under the radar. Yeah. Right? Like she wasn't as brash and in your face when she was younger. I mean she was on password and stuff, but she was married to the host. Uh but you, but you know what I'm saying? Like, she wasn't a ball buster or whatever, you know, would have been the equivalent in the day. So she just kind of, like, went on through and just picked up opportunity after opportunity. And I think she's just one of those people that never stops working. Yeah. She's like, I'm just, I'm always working. The day I stop is the day they stop calling. So I'm just yeah. going to keep going. So. Yeah. Well, she's, uh, she makes me very proud. I do like, mm-hmm. I do love her and the fact that she's been out there being who she is for all these years and is, is completely accepted and yet is still fun and saucy and, um, yeah, she's just, she's who I would like to be, but I'm, I'm not, I'm more of a subdued person, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you could be, you could put on a persona, you could do whatever you want. Yeah, I could, but I don't. I listen. God, that I've seems seen like a you lot scream at cars. I've seen you scream at cars at men. Uh, you know, catcalling. Yeah, so yeah. you can do the thing. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess I just have to have catcalling <laughs> to inspire <laughs> me. 
<laughs> yeah, Jesus. yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> and freaking um, beat him down, and Craig are just sitting in the back going, "What's going Lord. on? Why is she just screaming at that random car?" And I'm like, <laughs> it's like, all right, "Hello, thanks for for the protection, yeah. folks. Never mind, we're good." And they're like, "What do we miss?" <laughs> they're right there. They were right there, right behind me. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. That's how it goes. Well, that's the thing. It's not something on men's radar. Mm-mm. They don't get catcalled no. at from cars on the street. No. And uh, I, I, somebody did it to me one time, and I like whipped around ready to scream, but it was actually a girl that I knew. And she's like, what's up? I was like, what's up? And it's, you know, that's a very different situation. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, yeah. long live Betty White. Yeah. May she continue to reign for a good long while. All right. So here's the last quote. We'll consider consider our, our internet quote. And everybody's heard it, but I'm going to do it again. So <laughs> why do people say grow some balls? Balls are weak and sensitive. If you want to be tough, grow a vagina. Those things can take a pounding. <laughs> I love that quote, though. I think they have said she did not actually say No, it that, is from but... her book, if you ask me. And of oh, course okay. you won't. Okay, according mm. to Parade Magazine, I mean, they could be full of shit, too, but... Uh, yeah, I read one of her books, but I don't think it was So, I, I so. Th- the one I kept reading, the one I saw was Pussy, and this one says Vagina. So, I think that's more, Betty. I think it was Vagina. Yeah. yeah. And so, and more. it does say it's from her book. And then, and, and in case there is a problem, uh, you know, I they're blame Parade.com. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, it's their so, fault. Uh, but, uh, but since it's her birthday, her next... My next favorite quote. My mother always used to say, the older you get, the better you get, unless you're a banana. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Yes. She is not a banana. So live long and prosper, Betty White. I don't know. (laughs) But anyway, if you haven't seen it, go check out the Betty White First Lady of Television documentary on Netflix. You will not regret it. Um, and if you'd like to support us continuing to make these shows, uh, <laughs> you can go over to patreon.com slash nerdy bitches and become a patron. We are starting to do our patron pick episodes. So make sure you get over there, sign up and then send us your topic that you would like us to cover. That would be great. You can also find our merchandise. And also there's a ton of Betty White t-shirts on the site that we, we use for our merch store. So go check out nerdybitches.com slash store and you can look at our merchandise and you can look at curated stuff and then you can also just go find your your awesome Betty White t-shirts there. Yes. I think that's all we've got for today. Yeah. I, I, I believe so. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, continue to have a mediocre 2021. Hopefully it'll get better by the end of January 49th pretty sure that's how long this month is going to last. It's part of 2020 now. I'm just keeping 2020. We'll just keep rounding. We'll just keep adding these months. We're in the 13th month of 2020. It's like like our rollover minutes here for the the year. I'm sure we will be having a dumpster fire. 2020 is a dumpster fire. Part five, our our (laughs) quarterly update. Quarterly update. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So anyways, we will see you guys next time. Thank 
music provided by www.bensound.com. And please email feedback to contact us at nerdybitches.com. Wait, no, that's wrong.